Uh, I think you have a great nickname for me. So I think that works. What is my nickname for you? Sarah. Ha. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You are Sarah. Ha. And then my Sarah can, uh, Sarah or David says, say Ray. So whichever works. And welcome to the Hobbs Happenings Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs, and thanks so much for joining us today. It's been a while. Christmas was great. Hope it was great for you guys as well. But I am joined all the way from Lincoln, Missouri, by my future sister-in-law, Sarah Sullentrop. Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Andrew. How are you? I'm just doing fantastic. I get to talk to you. You are, and I hope you don't mind me saying this. I think this is okay. You happen to be my second favorite Sarah that I know. Is is that okay to say? Ooh, I don't know. That's right. <laughs> I feel like if you were further down than two, it'd be bad, but also it'd be bad if 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 you were number one, because I'm I'm marrying another Sarah. So so that wouldn't make any sense. But how are we I guess it's all right. Yeah, how are we gonna figure this out with you being named Sarah? And her being named Sarah, because right now it's okay. We could theoretically call you Sullentrop, but that changes in March. And then we could technically call my Sarah Gross, although she probably wouldn't appreciate that. But that ends in July. So so how does this work? Well, uh, we're working on it. I was, you know, coming up with something like thing one and thing two, but then, you know, that wouldn't really... No, that's who would be one and who would part. be So two. you're going to legally change your name? Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're working on? Yes. Yes. Sarah and I have been, you know, talking. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. But uh, actually, we don't know. Uh, I think you have a great nickname for me. So I think that works. What is my nickname for you? Sarah. Ha. Oh, yes. 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 You are Sarah. And then my Sarah can, uh, Sarah or David says, say Ray. So whichever works. It's all good. <laughs> oh, so how's life for you? How is Missouri? Oh, uh, very stressful as of late. We are currently trying to plan a wedding, David and I, which I, uh, I know that you are as well. So I am sure I don't you do anything. Sarah just does stuff, and I'm like, okay, that sounds good. Well, that must be nice. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's good. Uh, busy, staying busy with work, staying busy with you know trying to pack at the same time, plan a wedding. So it's it's good. It's nice to be around my family. So yeah, it's good. Well, good. I um, you people are strange. You and and my Sarah both with the fact that. Neither of you are living currently in the places where you're having the weddings. I guess my situation is a little bit stranger because I live in Utah. Sarah lives in Colorado, and we're planning a wedding in Tennessee. At least David is. He's in Kentucky now, isn't he? He is, and it's it's actually kind of nice because I've had him do a couple of wedding planning runs for me while he's there. So it's kind of nice. Hold on. You got David to to do something? 
Yeah, I it was like pulling teeth though because you know he he had to go with your brother Stephen. They went to David's bridal and they looked at uh, color swatches for me. So you know, if there were any two people in the world that I thought would do a great job at at looking at colors for for a wedding, that would be David and and Stephen. I think that they are born for that job. They're both very um, how do you say effeminate? I think that's the right word for it. So yeah, it would make sense. (laughs) Yeah, well. It's it's okay. We're we're getting it worked out. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad. Um, so let's let's talk about what what your life has been like. That's kind of the the goal of this podcast. We've had a theme of them coming for the last little bit, talking to different people in the family um, about their background. I love doing the one with Brian the other day, just because he's somebody that you know he's my brother-in-law, and so obviously I didn't grow up with him. So I don't know as many of the stories with him. And so I'm looking forward to the to the same thing with you, you know, learning more about who you are. And hopefully, you know, the rest of the family can learn about who you are. You're not secretly a murderer, are you? Because if so, we might just want to stop now. Uh, no, I think I'm good. <laughs> okay, that was a little bit too much hesitation, but that's okay. Way to keep people guessing. Got to keep exciting. So let's start off with an easy, basic question. Here we go. Sarah, when and where were you born? I was born in Amarillo, Texas, um, in a hospital right across the street from my mother's best friend. Um, she was also pregnant and having a child. Ooh. Not important, but I was born on July 17th, 1996. So old. Well, yeah. Thanks. You'll get there too one day. Um, uh, not really much excitement about that. I actually almost died because apparently I, uh, yeah, I had, uh, of course I have all these complications with like asthma and everything like that, but, um, I got pneumonia like very early off. And so that was pretty scary, but, Obviously, I'm here and I'm alive, so we're all good. good. I, I bless the world. I'm not sure how how you say <laughs> nothing really exciting. I just, you know, almost died. I feel like that is something that is, I mean, maybe not a good kind of exciting, but it's an exciting thing to know that that you oh survived. So that's really good. I'm proud of you. <laughs> well, it's really nothing new. I've had a couple of instances like that. So that's good. I'm glad that you survived birth. That's always a good thing. But Amarillo, Texas. That's interesting. How long were you in Texas? Um, we moved a lot. Um, let's see. I was in Amarillo until I turned about eight years old. And then we moved to El Paso for about a year, El Paso, mm-hmm. Texas. And then um, we moved back to Amarillo until I was about... I don't know, maybe another year. So I was I was about 11 when we left and then went up to Alaska. So, and then of course we came down here in 2010 and I've been here since. It's quite a shift from Texas to Alaska. Uh, how did you feel about that move whenever it came time for it? I, I mean, you know, I was a kid. I wasn't really excited about leaving my friends, you know, and my family and, you know, we, we had a good thing going and, you know, it just breaks your heart when you have to move, but that's all right. It, it turned out pretty okay. So, were you guys yeah. 
were you in a pretty secluded place or were you living like in a city in Alaska? Um, it was more like a town. I mean, I guess compared to where I live now, it was a city, but um, it's actually grown quite a bit. It was um, about 45 minutes away from Anchorage, Alaska. And that's one of their biggest cities. Um, okay. But it wasn't it wasn't too secluded, you know, and they're, they're actually getting bigger. So cool. And what was the name yeah. of that town that you were at? Wasilla, Alaska. Okay. Very cool. Um, so how about growing up? What, what, what age would you have been whenever you left to go to, uh, Alaska? I believe I was about 11. Okay. Um, I could be wrong, but. So yeah. tell me what, what kind of memories do you have of Texas? Are they good memories? What kind of things do you remember doing? What, what was Texas to you? Um, I love Texas and, uh, you know, I always thought I would move back to Texas or, you know, somewhere close to it, but we, uh, you know, we grew up there. That's where our childhood was. And we just, we weren't very rich. Like we, well, we, we really just didn't have a lot, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we made do with what we had. So we would have like mud fights in our backyard, you know, because Great. after it rained, you know, yeah, it was pretty fun. Um, like when it rained, we would go and play out in the gutters or, you know, just stuff like that. You'd run, you know, run through the sprinkler, just anything that we could do to, to have fun. We would, and we were, we were really close family. So that was really nice. Yeah. So how, how many siblings do you have and where do you come in the order of all that? Um, I am the second youngest. So there's, I have a little sister and then, and, you know, I'll just, I'll go ahead and name it off, name all my siblings off. So it goes Stephanie, the oldest, she's almost 30, I think. Uh, <laughs> Steven, he is 28 and then Samantha, she is 25 and then me, of course, 22, and then Lauren. She is 16. Okay. So what, what was your relationship like um, with the older siblings growing up? So obviously, like, you know, Stephanie and Steven are quite a bit older than you, but Samantha, you know, three years older. Were you very close to any of your siblings growing up? Any in particular, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Samantha, actually. So, well, Lauren now, but um, Samantha and I were, she she didn't actually want me around, you know, because she was too cool for me, but we were secretly best friends. Um, yeah, we had a lot of good stories, too, and one of them, <laughs> one of them, actually, is one of my favorites. She, her and I were playing, oh, we had bunk beds, and they were up against a wall. They were wooden bunk beds, you know, and there was, like, a little space between the wall and the bunk and I don't even know how old that was I was maybe three so I only know what I've been told but anyways uh her and I were slipping in between the crack of the wall and the bed uh -huh. and I uh I got caught my head got stuck in between the bunk bed and the wall oh dear <laughs> and so I was in there <laughs> my sister samantha she she was just crying and screaming for my mom and she was just so scared 
And then, you know, of course, after that, she pretended like everything was all okay. And, uh, you know, but it, it was, it was very funny from what I've been told. So okay. yeah, we were, we were close. We were good friends. Cool. What, what kind of stuff, but you know, besides you getting stuck in between a bunk bed and a wall, what kind of stuff did you guys like to do, um, together when you were growing up for fun? I know you mentioned the mud fights and the sprinklers um, and stuff. Um, we, okay. Shoot. We, we like a lot and we like to climb trees and, uh, we, uh, we actually had this scooter. I got this scooter and it was one of those um, little battery, you know, motorized scooters. And uh, we'd just go up and down the block on that thing and, you know, go hang out with our friends down the street. That was one of the, the greatest things ever because our parents trusted us to go hang out with our friends down the street. School cool. um, sometimes. And yeah, it was thick as thieves, basically. There you go. So what were you like as a little girl? Were you uh tomboyish? Were you a girly girl? What was that like? I was a girly girl. As yep. girly girl as they come. Uh, yep. I had dress up dresses and I had just, I had it all. Um, well, you know, um, I, I would wear, I guess, I don't know why my mother would ever let me do this, but she let me wear this bell dress, like Beauty and the Beast, you know, uh -huh. it was a, it was a yellow dress and she would let me wear it to the grocery store and everywhere, you know, and I'd have my little purse and my little baby doll and yeah. But as I grew up, I, I kind of, I don't know. I'm kind of just whatever now. Yeah. Know? That's neat though. I saw it was, it was really cool. Part of my favorite part of going to Disney over uh, Christmas was seeing all the little girls um, dressed up in their, you know, princess dresses and they just look so happy when they got their picture like a kid that was dressed up in a bell dress getting their picture with bell or you know different stuff like that that was really yeah. neat but that's cool um so as you guys uh moved up to alaska uh you said that you know obviously you might not have been super excited about the move just because you're a kid and all you know is that you're going away from friends um but did you end up liking alaska okay yeah. You know, I don't know how it works the way that it works, but when you're in a place and you have to leave it, you don't really want to leave it. But then when, you know, you get there and, you know, you get used to everything, it's actually, it's actually pretty cool. And then it turns into the same thing again. You know, whenever we had to leave again, we were sad that we were leaving. You know, we had friends, we had a life established there and, you know, it was, it was basically just the same thing still sad to see us go you know yeah now so. did did things to do for fun in alaska did that look different than things to do for fun in texas oh yeah uh we um we would of course go up into the mountains and we'd go snowboarding or we'd try to snowboard of course um we had sleds and you know um Sometimes, occasionally in the summer, if it was warm enough, we'd take jet skis out, try and kneeboard, you know, do all that. But it was mostly like teenager stuff, you know, nothing too extreme. But, but you know, you can't really do much in Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> it's frozen all the time and it's dark. So, <laughs> yeah. 
How uh, so? Were you in a place in Alaska where like it would get dark for most of the hours in the day for part of the year, or what was what was the most it was ever dark in a day in where you were living? Well, up in Alaska, we have winter solstice, and mm-hmm. that is basically four hours of darkness. That's pretty much all over Alaska. Um, we're we're down. Wasilla is more toward like the bottom of Alaska. Um, but it was still pretty dark. You know, people would sleep all day. And I'm telling you, it was as dark as if you looked outside right now, I don't know if it's dark there or not, but it it would be dark all day. Yeah. That would just be, I mean, did that mess with you or any members of your family? Like, cause that, that would just, that would really mess with me. I get frustrated whenever I, um, you know, it's five o'clock and leaving work and stuff and it's dark already. I couldn't imagine it being dark all day or most of the day. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Especially, you know, getting up for school, it's like, you know, kind of tough because it's dark and it's like, you you know, you want to keep sleeping and stuff like that. But I mean, in the same sense, we would also have the summer solstice, which is when it's light for 24 hours a day. So you just kind of have to adjust. Like during the summer, we would have to have pitch black uh shades mm-hmm. and then in the winter you know lights on everywhere but you know you just have to adjust but once you get it you know you got it so you're good yeah well speaking of school you said it was hard to get up for it sometimes which i think it is hard for for all kids but especially if it's pitch black outside when you have to go um did did you like school growing up oh no no no, no. no. i i was good at and I, you know, especially when I applied myself, I I was awesome in class. You know, I I would do, you know, get straight A's, just everything. Um, but then whenever I went home, my problem was homework. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a problem doing it. I just had a problem with procrastination. And I just, I don't know. I've never liked school. The only the only reason I liked school was gym and hanging out with friends. Okay. I'm worried about this procrastination thing, though. Mother told me the other day she doesn't know how all her boys turned out to be procrastinators. So that would include David. If the both of you are procrastinators, I don't, I don't know how this is going to work out, but it will. One of you will <laughs> have to break through and teach the other, I guess. Yeah, well, it it actually kind of works out perfectly. And I know this sounds kind of weird, but David and I balance each other out. You know, like one day. Um, he'll not want to like, he won't want to do anything and I'll be the, you know, let's do this, let's get going. And then the other day, you know, I don't know, we're just, we kind of balance each other out and it just works. I don't know how it works, but it does. These are good things. Very good signs. Good omens for this future marriage, knowing that you balance each other out. Very proud. Um, (laughs) but, (laughs) but you like, you said you like Jim and, uh, um, in school, what, I don't know. Did you have a favorite sport growing up or did you just like the fact that you weren't sitting in a classroom? Was that the thing that was exciting to you about gym? Well, both. Um, I mean, I didn't not like, I like the classroom, but I would uh-huh. much prefer doing, you know, activities, but I also, I played basketball. Um, uh, my parents actually coached me for maybe about a year, I think. Okay. 
Um, but yeah, I, I've always liked basketball. I thought it was just the greatest sport ever. And then I got to college, and I'm like, I'm too short to play. <laughs> but it still so, is the greatest. You know, sport didn't ever. really stick with me. You weren't, you weren't wrong about that. It is. It is the yes. greatest sport ever. So you like basketball. So did you play for like a, a school team or something, or just uh, mostly like rec leagues and in PE? Uh, I actually played on a traveling team of oh, Alaska. Cool. It was uh, during year and uh yeah we we traveled all over alaska we i think the first tournament that i ever went to was in juno or no 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 i'm sorry fairbanks and uh we got second place and oh, cool. you know it was kind of dead but we were we were an undefeated team mm-hmm. up until you know that point but then after that you know i don't know i guess it was just a bad game or whatever but we had our coaches were um, they were in the military. So, but it, it was really fun. And we made, you know, we made friends for life. So that's pretty cool too. Awesome. So you mentioned, you know, like in school because of friends, making friends for life, playing basketball. Do you have any uh, really good friends that stick out to you from childhood? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, actually she, she came to visit me. Her okay. Her name is Reloy, okay. and uh, she's married and has a girl now. But we've we've been best friends since middle school. It would have been fifth grade, which is when I moved up to Alaska. Um, mm-hmm. But she, when I first met her, which was in the fifth grade, she she uh, she seemed very mean. I guess that's what you could say, you know. And then in the sixth grade, you know, we just we talked one day and we've just been best friends ever since she's, you know, like, even though we don't talk all the time, we can pick up a conversation immediately. You know, she's always there for me and she's, she's pretty great. She actually came to visit um, me uh, when I was in Pensacola actually. And oh, cool. we went to the beach and everything. Like that. So yeah. Yeah. She's, she's a really good friend and hopefully you guys will get to meet her at the wedding. Awesome. We'll Say, see. What, what was her name again? Reloy. Reloy? Yeah, she okay. uh, her family has quite a few names like that. They've got like a Leroy, a Reloy, you know, a Leroya, and it just keeps going down the line. <laughs> I'm going to call her all three of those names because you said that. That's no good. Um, yeah. Born in Texas, moved up to Alaska about fifth grade, and then how about how old were you whenever you made the move away from Alaska? I was turning 13 um, when we moved down here. It was, so we've been here quite a while. Okay. Yeah. So to Missouri where you're at now? Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so 13 uh, going through, I guess, end of middle school and then start of high school and stuff. Um, how have your years been in Missouri? We talked about in Texas, you, you know, you guys had mud fights and, ran in the sprinklers and then up in Alaska, more wintry type activities. Um, what kind of things do you do or did you do for fun in Missouri? Um, well, where we live, there's not really a lot to do. So like mm-hmm. the closest actual mall or, or, you know, the closest actual bowling alley is about hour and a half to two hours away in any direction. So it's kind of tough to really do things here, but, um, 
as soon as I turned 16, I actually got my beautiful blue Ford truck. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's one of my favorite things is driving around. Um, you know, we used to meet at Sonic. I don't know why. That was just the hangout. Where the cool people but, go. Hey, you know, no shame in that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ice cream. <laughs> yeah. But you like that blue truck? Oh, yeah. That's my baby. It's called Old Blue. It's Ford F-150, 1994. Um, yeah, it's just, it's beautiful. I love it. And it's in good condition, hardly any rust. And uh, I actually, I fell in love with working on vehicles. And, like, I don't know a lot about them. Um, but I was, when I was 15, my, our good family friend, uh, Ralph, He's, we just call him my grandpa. Um, he's been working on cars with me, you know, ever since. And I just, I don't know. I fell in love with Ford and their older trucks, not their newer ones. But, but yeah. Well, cool. So um, what, what type of schools did you go to whenever you were growing up? Uh, public school, private school, what? A mixture. Uh, in Amarillo, we went to a public school. Actually, before anything, my mother homeschooled us. Okay. Um, up until about the first grade, for me anyway. And uh, then we went to public school. Whenever we went to El Paso, um, we went to a private school. We wore uniforms. You know, we had three different colors, navy, blue, teal, and white. And we okay. were only allowed to wear jeans on Friday. And, uh, oh, yeah. Pretty fun. And uh, after that, we moved back to Amarillo and we went to a public school and then up in Alaska, public school also. And then down here, public school until the end of the ninth grade. And then I went to Abeka homeschooling and then which, of course, I then finished out at college doing the dual credit. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how I guess you first heard about? Pensacola and possibly going there was through the Abeka homeschooling? Well, yeah. Uh, whenever my mom first homeschooled us when we were, you know, little, she did it through Abeka as well. So she kind of had, she, she knew about it um, then anyways. But yeah, as I went through high school, I was kind of like, oh, hey, you know, they keep sending these Pensacola flyers, you know, I don't know if I should go. And so, you know, I prayed about it and I wasn't really too fond of going just because of certain things that happened around the time that I was supposed to be leaving, okay. but I ended up going anyways and it worked out. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so did you consider any other colleges while you were trying to figure out where you were going? Uh, yeah, nothing too exciting though. I <clears throat> look, I looked at Bob Jones, um, mm-hmm. And then I looked at... But they're poopy. Nobody oh, what's up? Pensacola is where it's at. <laughs> uh, there, was, there was a college in Oklahoma, and I just can't remember what it was called, but it was a, it was a Christian college in, in Oklahoma as well. Okay. And then uh, I did look at going to Columbia, Missouri, and uh, I'm glad it didn't. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes Missouri. So, <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was pretty much Okay. What were your first impressions? Or had had you been on campus at Pensacola before you came as a college student? No. And my first impression, 
I, the first, the very, very first girl that I saw, I did not know if I was in the right place. I wanted so badly to turn around, go back to the hotel, you know, just have a nice vacation and go home. But no, nothing against Pensacola. I just, I didn't know if I was in the right place. The very first girl that I saw, and she, I think I actually know her now. And, and she, um, I'm pretty sure that was her. She's actually super cool. Very nice. Um, but she, you know, she had a long jean skirt on and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, but I just, it wasn't me. That's not how, you know, that's not what I did. She had long hair, everything like that. And, you know, I was just so scared. I'm not a very social person at the beginning. And so like all of these people just kind of freaked me out. I was like, no, I'm ready to go home. And, you know, actually the first like week or so I actually stayed in my room. Um, and I know that sounds so bad, but I, I, you know, I only got out like once a day to go eat and that was it. So you didn't know anybody at all at PCC whenever you had gone? No, I didn't. See, that so, would be rough. I, I feel for you know. like you, and that's how Natalia was whenever she went. Because um, at least when I went, I had mm-hmm. I was familiar with how PCC worked because our older siblings had gone there. But then also, I had at least Lizzie, because uh, she started the same year that I did. And I think that helped out a lot. But yeah, that would be rough going without knowing a soul. Yeah. It, well, you know, you kind of, I mean, you kind of take it enroll you know after i figured out that if you act like you know what you're doing you know people will think you know what you're doing and so i just that's how i became social was you know i actually had seniors coming up to me and be like i don't think i've ever seen you before you knew you know blah blah blah. no i'm a freshman oh you just you look like you know what you're doing i'm like yeah that's good let's go confidence (laughs) confidence is key that's 90 percent of everything just confidence feel like it can also get in the way, <laughs> but you know, we'll talk about that another time. Um, so when, when you got to PCC, um, what, what was your major that you started with? I was undeclared actually for the first okay. semester that I was there. <clears throat> and, um, you know, they kind of urge you after your first semester, like, Hey, you know, you should, you should really, you know, find something you like and do it. So the second semester I changed to business. Um, business management is what mm-hmm. it was. Well, I, I didn't did like it at all. Management, and I also didn't like it. Look at that. We have so much in common. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was not fun. I, I just, I don't know. I guess I just didn't like the, the test take. Like, I don't mind tests, but just, I don't know. I guess it was just an information overload that I just wasn't interested in. And then, so I switched to advertising and uh, public relations. And that was really cool because I love art. I've always loved art. And I think being in that degree kind of, you know, helped me expand more. You know, I, I like it a lot. And I still carry a lot of it with me today. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and is that the, is, did you stick with that one the rest of your time at Pensacola, the advertising and, uh, and PR is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Sure did. Cool. Um. Uh, what what kind of things did you get involved in whenever you were at PCC? Obviously, you took the the better road, like everyone else that's in our family, and you soon to be in our family of not being an RA like me. So that's good. You probably had a better chance of getting friends. So proud of you. 
Um, but what what kind of what kind of activities and what kind of groups did you get involved in? Um, we well actually, um, David. After I met David, he kind of encouraged me to do Christian service, which I don't know if like. I don't know how to say this. I don't know if it was for the for the reason that David kind of made me feel convicted and guilty that I wasn't going. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I ended up joining a Christian service and absolutely loved it. Um, we went, I can't even, I don't even know what the place is called, but we went and played with kids uh-huh. and um, we, you know, played with them on a playground. And then we uh, got to know them a little bit. We took them over underneath a big tree, you know, taught them some songs told them some stories and, uh, you know, just hung out. And uh, I just, I loved it. That was every other Saturday, every Saturday. Um, Let's see what else. And uh, I did with my collegian, um, you know, we'd have caroling, Christmas caroling. I love Christmas caroling. Oh my goodness. First year I did Christmas Christmas caroling at, at PCC. I organized it with a dude and there were three of us and I didn't even care because it was great. We just, we had a grand old time. I love Christmas. Yeah. We'll see. I actually remember those pictures. I remember those seeing you guys, you were at some, some people's house, you had a guitar. That's pretty funny. Yeah. See, well, the girls actually do, you know, what they plan. So Uh I mean, girls (laughs) doing things in the group. What a, what a privilege. (laughs) um but i think i think that's that's you know pretty much it other than you know we would have sometimes we'd have groups on our hall um with my collegian that we you know do study groups um and i was actually the secretary for my collegian so we would have to meet up with the other officers stuff like that i but other than that i mean i I was I was president. I was a collegiate officer for probably two and a half years. And I think we had a total of maybe four meetings. I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> glad you guys are organized. Yeah. Yeah, we are. This is why girls are better. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so what about friends at PCC? Uh, who would you count among some of your closest friends while you were at PCC? David doesn't count. Oh. And I know you were going to say me, but you can't say me either or Rebecca. So we're thinking outside of this realm. You just took my entire. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Chesley is one of my very, very good friends. She's just wonderful. She's um, a wonderful influence. She's just and she's so talkative and she speaks her mind. She's so honest. Um, And then Philip. He's, <laughs> I call him my white girl best friend. He's, yes. he <laughs> he's very special. Yes. More Starbucks than um, any and, woman I know. So. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So oh, we love Philip. He pays um, awesome. <laughs> yes, he is. Which also, well, yeah. Anyways, uh, Alan, he's, he came in a little later, but. Oh, yeah, I don't know if I'm that. allowed to say him or not because he's family, but yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, he's cool, I guess. What are some good memories that you have with these people? Most embarrassing story that you and Chesley got into together? Go. Ooh, uh, 
I don't know. If she, <laughs> I don't know if she wants me to tell you this, but I actually, my first year there, I had a car. I had a Dodge Challenger, um, <laughs> and her and I were driving together. Well, actually, she was driving. I was riding, and um, she. There was this. There's this really awkward street in Pensacola where it's like, you know, like a 45 degree angle, and you kind of just have to take it, you know. Well, she was driving and she kind of took it a little too fast mm -hmm. and uh, she hit the curb <laughs> and, and, you know, she, after, you know, after we got off of the curb and everything, we kind of just <laughs> pretended like nothing happened for a few <laughs> seconds and, you know, just busted out laughing. And I was like, don't worry. What happens in my car stays in my car. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that fun. that's funny. Yeah. What about, um, I do think that you and Becca have become pretty good friends. Um, so how, I don't know, how, how did that all start? Obviously, you know, you get to liking David and you guys start dating and stuff. You want to make nice with, with the siblings. But I think you and Rebecca actually do have a, a pretty good friendship. So what kind of drew you guys to each other to being friends more than just, you know, you're dating her brother? Oh yeah. She's my best friend. Uh, <laughs> um, Eat it, actually, David. okay. So the first, time, <laughs> the, the first time Rebecca and I met, I think it was actually um, Thanksgiving. The first time your entire family was there. And, um, but actually, I, yeah, I think that was the first time. And, you know, we talked a little bit, but, you know, Rebecca, she's not a very social person at the beginning, you know, especially, I mean, she is now. She's getting better. It's actually quite shocking. I will tell you, she did not shut up once you get her started. But that's okay. We love her anyway. Yes. Yes. Uh, I don't know. It just it just kind of clicked. She's, she's a good person, you know. She's honest. <laughs> And he, <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, she, you know, she speaks her mind and she's, she's a good Christian influence, you know? So I don't know. It just clicked. Yeah. That's cool. That's something that I always thought was really neat. And I've heard mom and dad say before is, you know, how well you and Becca get along. It's just neat because, you know, a lot of people in relationships aren't necessarily like that. So it's it's nice to to know that you know you get along with her at least. Now I do have a bone to pick with you. I hope that we are past this by now. But for the longest time, you were convinced that I did not like you, and I don't understand why. So so how did oh, I yeah. tell you that I don't like you? And first of all, are we past this? Do you realize that I like you? Do you like me? I, I do. I told you you're my second favorite, Sarah. Sarah. So, I mean, come on. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. That was late. We're good. We're clear. Uh, what was the deal? I'm not a mean person. I don't know. You, no, you, uh, you kind of were, I guess, intimidating would be the word. I don't know. I mean, you're David's older brother. You know, you're kind of looking out for him. And you're very smart. And so, you know, you have a lot to say about a lot of things. If I and had... that can also be intimidating. Oh. Well, I do have a lot of opinions. This is a true statement. But uh, the whole looking out for David, <laughs> if I was looking out for David, I don't know how well I did. But, uh, but you know, I, I feel like he can, he can handle himself. Whoa. Like... <laughs> no, you're great. Okay, we're going to begin like that. 
compliment. Yeah. <laughs> no, not about you. I I mean, that was totally, I mean, I'm just going to say I didn't, but I can say that I, I allowed you to come in. I had fought off all the other girls that were vying for his attention. I was like, you know what, Sarah, she seems pretty cool. So that's how that one went. Oh, all right. Well, good not really, but revisionist <laughs> history is a lot cooler than just normal history. So it's, it's whatever. <laughs> I like your style. <laughs> that's right. But yeah, the whole opinions thing, that's that is a true a true statement. I do I speak too much and speak about my opinions too much, but that's okay. We're gonna work on that. Yes, it is okay. Yeah, it's well no, don't work on it. I like I like talking to you. Having having conversation, real conversation is nice. And I'm starting to learn how to socialize with you you know if i just keep talking and like not let you have a say it's just so much easier you know so i could just keep talking and not take right. a break and and then right. conversation over we're good to go i will tell I'm you just- this, this <laughs> is something um sarah whenever she came and visited over uh christmas with the family and stuff um I had told her before over the summer and stuff, I was like, you know, one thing that I struggle with in communication with people is that I don't realize that other people aren't okay with you interrupting them in normal conversation because I'm used to in our family, that's a normal thing. And in fact, if you don't interrupt somebody, they'll talk until, you know, doomsday and you'll never get a word in edgewise. And um, she kind of like, yeah, or whatever. And I know that I need to work on it. But then she came and she saw my family. She saw our family uh, whenever she was down in Florida. And and I was like, see, Sarah, do you know what I'm talking about now? If I didn't interrupt people, I wouldn't get to say anything. And if they didn't interrupt me, they would never get to say anything. So I'm adapting. I know how to talk to normal people. But it is different talking to a Hobbs than it is talking to a normal person. Yeah, you know, Sarah and I should start a support group. I think that's a good idea. Okay, no, that's that's nice. It's nice that you guys think that you have to have relief from this wonderful family. We're great. Okay, the rest of the world needs to get on page. Oh yeah, we are the right. We way. love you guys. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so talk about you know good years at Pensacola and stuff like that. I want to take a step back for a second Um, and, you know, obviously going uh, to Pensacola, it's a Christian school. You had gone to some private schools and stuff growing up, but I want to know when would you say uh, that your faith uh, became real to you or when, when did you get saved? Tell me that story. Um, I went, you know, we grew up in a Christian home Uh and I think that when I was 13 years old, which was, well, no, I don't, I don't think it was 13. I was maybe 12. I think, um, I had decided for myself that I would like to get baptized, which at that point, I don't, what was going on. And I knew what it meant to an extent. Um, but I did choose to get baptized. I know that that was just, you know, a profession of my faith, not, um, you know, actually getting saved. Um, I did ask Jesus to come into my heart when I was very little, although I don't remember it. Um, I think that when it really got real for me was 
when I was actually in college. Um, and I know that's, I don't know, that kind of sounds really weird, you know, growing up in a Christian home, but I don't think it actually meant something to me. And I don't think that I actually realized, you know, what it was until college, until about college, you know, because by that time I had started forming my own opinions about things. I had started learning new things and trying to decide what I believed and what I didn't. Um, yeah. I think, yeah. So it was freshman year. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's silly at all. I'd say, you know, for me, I, I wouldn't have said this during college. I would have thought I had a very strong faith coming into it and things like that. Um, but I had, you know, going into my senior year of school, I had a plan for my life of what I was doing. And when my picture perfect uh, plan that I had made didn't work out, I realized how fragile and how uh, based off of nothing my faith was. Not that I wasn't saved, but just the fact that it was kind of like, well, God's been nice to me. He's never really done anything to me that I didn't like. You know, things have kind of worked out the way that I wanted to. So why wouldn't I like God? And then you hit, you know, the first even smallest thing of how you realize that your plan for your life and God's plan for your life is a little bit different. At least for me, it shook me and showed me, wow, my faith really isn't as as real as I thought it was. And uh, that was super helpful for me. But so no, and that that was, I mean, my senior year of college. So I don't think, I mean. I hope to still have that realization of, you know, looking back on this time in my life and thinking, wow, I just, what little faith I had, you know, because of growing so much in the future. But, but yeah, that's, that's neat. Um, so now you're back in uh, Missouri. Are you, um, I know at one, at one point you were taking classes at Liberty and trying to finish up your degree. Is that still the plan? Um, okay, so long story short, you know, I came home yeah. at the beginning of this year. So, well, okay, last year, I should say, um, because I got sick. I got Graves' disease, you know, not a good thing when you're trying to work and do school at the same time. So yeah. I came home, um, and I was doing online with Liberty. Um, it got to a point over the summer where it was just too much for me. So yeah, I decided that for right now. I am just, I'm just going to take a break and, you know, hopefully I, I will be able to finish. Obviously right now things are a little crazy in my life, but mm -hmm. I would like to, Eventually, I just, I don't know when, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, that's good. And what, um, I know you and David are still very much in the planning process with the whole wedding and things like that, but you guys are planning to move to Kentucky, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. That is the plan. <laughs> okay. And uh, any, um, are you just going to try to, you know, for the first little bit, just kind of get a job wherever you can get one? Or do you have your eye on a certain career path or something like that? Um, well, for right now, um, I think we both agree that, you know, we need a steady income. So I'm, I'm just going to get what I can, you know, and work as hard as I can, as much as I can. Um, I would like to eventually get into event planning. I absolutely love doing stuff like that. Um, yeah. Well, that makes sense with that whole, you know, PR advertising background. If you love that, that would make a lot yeah. of sense with planning. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, like I said, you know, it's just going to be, I'm going to try and be the steady income until, you know, David gets a good job, you know, and, and we're going. So. Yeah. Well, good. That's awesome. Um, well, I, I think I've probably taken up almost more of your time than, than I'm able to, uh, but I want to finish with just a couple more thoughts. Um, I've asked for pretty much all of these episodes uh, and I want to ask you too. Um, you know, growing up, we're all shaped by the situations that we're in, the people that are in our lives, things like that. Um, so what would you say um, that you have learned, if nothing else, uh, what have you learned from uh, from your parents growing up uh, or any anybody else that's been really influential in your life that you just kind of see as a, a major life lesson that you've been able to learn? Um, I'd say, you know, work hard, love God, you know, do everything to glorify him and, you know, pray all the time and just, just do good as much as possible. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Some pretty good advice. I think a lot of people like to make it a lot more complicated than that, but I don't think life is much more complicated than that. You know, you just gotta love God, do good and make sure you work hard enough to, at the end of the day, you can say that you were proud of what you did. You know, I think that's, that's pretty good, yeah. solid, simple advice. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Well, Sarah, I appreciate so much you taking the time to, uh, to do this interview with me. I had a lot of fun and I hope you did too. I did. Thank you. Yeah. And for those of you listening, thanks so much for joining us here on the Hobbs Happenings Podcast, where we use stories to bring our family closer together. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs, and please join us next week for another wonderful story about our family. Toodles. Toodles.